Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Episode two of a foul discussion. Um, yeah, I, I, I got to look at my notes because I'm still I'm still a little bit excited because we done our first episode and then, you know, the Americans had their Thanksgiving. So then we had to put everything on hold and we couldn't do our show because everybody had to go eat turkey on the night that we were going to go have our show. But nonetheless, I digress. It's all good. Um, it's, it's awesome. Um, we've had some great feedback from the first episode. Um, we'll get into that as, as we get going uh, throughout the show here. Um, but we've got, um, and, and if you're watching this right now and you haven't watched the first episode, I'm going to ask you to push pause and go back to that first episode and watch. Our first guest was Jeff Coates. And for those of you that, that do know Jeff, you know the type of person that he is um and the entertainer that he is um so go back and give yourself that little treat if you don't know who he is check him out on social media and and you'll quickly see why he was on the show and uh and you will not be disappointed um but we've got a lot that we want that we've got left to accomplish with this show and the only way that we're going to be able to do that is with your help so we're really really asking that you, uh, you know, subscribe, like, spread the word, shout it from the rooftops, tell your friends, you know, get it tattooed across your chest, whatever it takes. Let's get the word out there and uh, and let's continue this foul discussion. So um, tonight we've got we've got I don't know what to, I don't know what to say. Do we call him the spec king or do we call him dangerous Dave? Like what? I'm leaning. I was leaning towards dangerous Dave, but then I heard the story about Wait. the spec call. And now I'm like, I think I'm, I'm sort of leaning towards spec king now or like <laughs> SK. We'll just call him SK. <laughs> yeah. We'll just keep it, keep it simple. So we've got David Bernhard on with us tonight. Um, we're going to talk more about him and he's going to get into his story, his history, how he's tied in and how he met uh, Bobby and, and how this relationship has gone, how this relationship has started and has evolved and is carrying on uh, over the last little while. But first we got to introduce Mr. Eric Massey coming to us from the great state of Kansas. Well, all of them are coming to us from the great state of Kansas, but Eric's coming to us from Kansas. Um, We've got Mr. Bobby Hayes, the mastermind behind the show. He's coming to us from Kansas. And obviously, David SK is coming to us from Kansas, too. And I'm up here in Canada. Um, so um, I wanted to get into this. And Dave, we'll, we'll get through uh, some of this, you know, verbal diarrhea, I guess, uh, up front. And we'll get rid of all this and then we'll get into you. But Eric, I know um, you had said that you've had a few friends that have had a chance to listen to the first episode. And I'm just curious, cause I haven't had a chance to pick your brain yet. Um, what is the consensus and, and if it's bad, it's bad. If it's good, it's good. You know? Yeah, no, it was all positive. It okay. was, um, uh, you know, the word that kept coming up was transparency. Uh, people just liked the honest answers. They liked the they liked the format that it wasn't uh, pushing an agenda and it wasn't like you know we weren't trying to be experts on anything. Um, I think guys are about as full of tips and tricks and that kind of thing that is as they can get. And I think that guys uh, you know 
just wanted something they could turn on in the truck, whether it was scouting or something like that. And they wanted to listen to it. So it was all real positive guys. Um, the attention I got was that they left it on the whole time and you know, they weren't, weren't bored of it and they never turned it off or anything like that. So it was, it was real positive. So, you know, yeah. they're not going to turn it off. Like, look, look at us. Like right. we, right. we are pretty, yeah. inter- we yeah. are pretty entertaining. I would think Bobby, um, <laughs> what about you? Like, you know, you've had some time after the show to watch it. It, it was your idea to come up with this. And, and, uh, you know, I know you might be a little bit biased to think that the show was awesome, but I know you, you've, you've went through it with a fine tooth comb, you know, what are your thoughts on the show and, and what are you hearing? Uh, I think we did good. Um, I think we could have went a little deeper into some of it. Uh, yeah. Which can be hard to do. Um, so I'm hoping tonight we hopefully we don't bore everybody. Kind of talking about the same thing, but I think you can talk about this for quite a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So okay. yeah, I think the more of it, the better. Awesome. Cool. So. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. The jury is out. Episode one was a success. I'm taking what Eric and Bobby say as though it was hands down a success. And uh, we're moving on to episode two with SK here. And we're only going to get better um, as these shows keep going. So um, just like we said on the last episode, listen, message anybody that's on this show. Message and let us know honestly, honestly. Like if, if there's something that you want to see done different, then tell us. If, if there's something you want us to touch on, tell us. Um, we've all got big shoulders and, and we're able to take some criticism as long as you're not a complete douchebag. Um, you know, that's 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 the that's the word of the night, fellas. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw that one out a, a fair bit. So SK. Listen, yes. man. So you know what? Like so when when we done the first after we had done the first show and and we were chatting, I was like, so how do we want to do this? Like, do we want to have the same people on every show? Do we want to bring on a different guest every week? You know, sort of thing. And then Bobby was like, well, I got I got this guy. I got this guy, is it Dave. And he's like, um, I think he would be an awesome person to have on the show because he's going to give a real, real different outlook and an outlook that I think um I think a lot of the people that listen are, are in the same boat as you. So I'm going to, I'm sort of going to guide you along the way where I want you to go with this, but, you know, start, start off on your, you know, um, your history of, you know, your very first time that you decided, Hey, listen, I, I, this is where I come from. And this is the exposure I had to duck hunting. Yeah, so um, a lot of times when I listen to a podcast or something on YouTube about people getting into duck hunting, uh, uh, a lot of stories you hear is, well, my dad took me or my uncle took me, and um, which is great. Uh, we need to make sure we're, we're taking people out as waterfowl hunters, but mine was a little bit different. Uh, my dad really didn't hunt much when I was growing up. He's a, he's a dairy farmer, and for, you, for those who know him, a dairy farmer, it's pretty... 24 seven, 365. So it's, it's not that he didn't enjoy hunting when he was young. It's just, you know, he was running a business and he just didn't have time to go in the morning to uh, take me hunting at all. 
but I always, I always enjoyed being outside. I enjoyed hunting. I enjoyed shooting guns and um, just experiencing everything I could out in the wild. So the best thing I could do growing up was pond jump, right? I think a lot of people do start there because you don't know how to set decoys. You don't know how to call birds. You know, you don't know how to go on public land or you don't have a, maybe you have public land around you, but it requires a boat. You don't have a boat or, or you, you don't know how to get ask permission to get on land or anything like that. So I would just kind of run around the dairy and, and, and pond jump and uh, uh, shoot a lot of birds. I'd, so I shot my first band was off of a pond, right? Pond jump. So it, it was a lot of fun because I could go pond jump and I could jump in. So, but never really went out and um, set a decoy spread and learn how to actually, what I would call the more traditional style of waterfowl hunting. So um, went off to college, spent a long time uh, away and, um, came back to the farm when I graduated and decided, oh, you know, now I actually have a little bit of free time on my hand besides farming. I want to learn how to duck hunt, like legit. Like I want to learn how to set a decoy spread. I want to learn how to run a call. I want to learn how to find birds, all that. So I um, just kind of bought a dozen cheap decoys from Cabela's, right? Um, an old, uh, that call and didn't know how to use it and started finding places to hunt. And that first year I came up to uh, Kansas and was hunting central Kansas on public land and just really got hooked with, uh, hooked on it, um, beyond just, you know, pond jumping and there's nothing wrong with that, but I wanted to do everything. I wanted to learn everything. I wanted to have all the gear and to uh, enjoy being out there. So that's kind of how I got started with it. Just picked up and started going. It, yeah, and, and I think that's very typical, even though um, even though your dad was busy and he wasn't able to take it. Like, that's how I was. I started pond jumping, mm -hmm. and because where I was from, that was all anybody done. Nobody went out the traditional way, right? So that was the only way I learned. Um, mm -hmm. only, so now, you know, you've got you've that's your history um you fell in love with it um you come up you're in central kansas you're on public land and and it's not enough for you right like you still got that desire you still want to learn you still want to learn and this is what's so amazing about this this waterfowl community is because people think and eric i know you've brought it up before where people think this waterfowling community world industry whatever word you want to use is this massive big thing but it really isn't it's small so this is a long way to get around the fact that you know you reached you started following bobby hayes and his youtube videos right yeah so uh like i said i had this old poly call and didn't know how to use it and and i wasn't around a whole lot of duck hunters um, at the time. And so the, the ones, the few I, I were around looking back now, I know not the best duck callers out there. I didn't know any better. Right. They were making a better sound than I, I was. So when they told me something, it was gospel, right? Like, Oh yeah. Just grunt to the call and say, say wit or whatever. And, okay. So you get a little bit of a noise out. 
you know, then you go out there, you're using it, and it's like, dang, these ducks seem like they really do not like something here. Well, it's probably me standing out there trying to blow a duck call. It's sounding terrible. So I go to YouTube and I, I need to figure out how to, I, I, I need to figure this out, right? Uh, this is this is bothering me because I think it is holding me back, right? So as you want to get better and better, because there's a thousand little things that go into a good duck hunt, right? Um, so, and, and some of that is the call. So I, I don't want this to be a barrier to me anymore. Um, so I go on YouTube, I'm looking around, searching the web, and I come across a uh, YouTube series uh, Bobby did, um, man, it's probably 19 years ago now. That, yeah, it's old. Right? Yeah, yeah. It's like, it's like a white screen in the background he's in front of, right? He has longer hair in those videos. <laughs> <laughs> oh, please. Oh, Jesus. I got to find, I got to find this. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, so, I cut you off. I got to find that. So he says, you know, his first one is how do you do a basic quack, right? And and I, you know, Bobby's a great friend of mine now, but I'll and I'll be honest with this: no one can teach a duck call better than Bobby can, hands down. I've watched so many YouTube videos, right? And when I came to his, the way he breaks down the call, the way he breaks down what your tongue should be doing, what all this stuff means, and how to get certain sounds out. It, it, it just made so much sense to me after he said it. Now, I'm not saying I went on and I'm a great caller. Uh, Bob still works with me all the time for my calling. But uh, it, it that helped me realize that, um, you know, you, you got to practice. And, and Bob just does a really good job of breaking down how do you run a duck call. So I started following him on YouTube, looking for every video he had out there to learn and Started following him on Instagram and uh, just trying to keep eye out for what he was doing. Looking at every picture, trying to see, okay, how's he setting his bread? How's he blowing at these ducks? You know, anything I could glean from him, I was trying to. That's awesome. So now, um, so now you you found them. You found them on YouTube. You're, you know, I'm picturing Bobby out in the field um, with a mullet and there's and his, <laughs> and his hair is blowing in the wind. And, and, he's, <laughs> and he's teaching you how to blow a call, right? <laughs> so now, very, very, very mythical, right? The mythical oh, very, very. There, he he got off a white stallion <laughs> and and the whole bit, right? So, white um, <laughs> so now you know you, you you're you're in the learning the call. You're you're getting to be more. Um, successful, I guess, in, in your duck hunts, right? Because you're learning to call more and you're watching on the spreads and stuff. And then you actually move to Kansas. So like, yeah. this is just like, you can't, you can't make this stuff up, right? So, so talk to us about, you know, you and your, you and your wife actually moving up to Kansas now. Yeah. So I was uh, dairy farming at the time and my wife was, was working at a local college and uh, she decided that, hey, you know, higher education is where I want to make a career out of it. So, okay, that's great. You know, that's, you know, and, um, but she was starting to kind of get to the point where she was ready for that next move, the next advancement. And uh, it probably wasn't going to happen where she was, um, or it, it would take a lot longer. So I've been kicking around the idea of maybe not dairy farming anymore. And um, so we were talking, I said, hey, you know, uh, if, if you want to advance in your career and this is what you want to do, 
we probably do need to move, right? Um, because when you're dairy farming, the dairy farm does not move easily. It's pretty stationary. So for, for her to go in advance, we, we decided to move. And so we were looking at universities all around the country. And um, I gave, I was in the tractor one day and I called her and I said, you know what, have you, have you looked at any schools in Kansas? And she's like, no, but maybe I should. So she started looking at Kansas schools and about six months later, we were living in Kansas. So, okay. So now, now tell everybody about that, that post that, you know, got you to where you are today. Now that you're, you know, you're in the inner, I don't even, what did you, that Bobby, inner circle. You're in the yeah. inner Bobby, Bobby circle. Yeah. You're in the inner yeah. circle of, of Bobby just, Hayes now. I just have a few buddies out with. That's all that is. So. <laughs> well, you know, I'll, I'll let me digress just a little bit, make it make a little more sense. Uh, so when we moved to Kansas, you know, here I am changing career profession. I don't know what I want to do. And so part of the deal was me leaving the farm and, and, and us moving to Kansas was I get a duck hunt full time for a season. Right. And because I, I really I wanted to learn, you know, I, I wanted to get better. So I started duck hunting every day every single day um start trying new things and so I, i'm here in kansas duck hunting every day and uh all of a sudden i'm going through instagram and i see a post bobby put out and it said hey looking for a uh, a camera guy and uh, you know who'd come and do some filming for us and i was like well i'm a guy <laughs> a camera uh like this seems like a great idea perfect uh, so, a match made in heaven yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, did he freeze? Is he freezing up on you guys as well, or is it just me? Every once in a while. Every okay. once in a while, just for a second. Yeah. Okay. We'll just have to get. Okay. Oh. Yeah. Uh, yeah so just. Yeah, we just lost you for a second. So if you could just re, re say what it was that you were saying there, buddy. Sorry. No, no problem. So I, I messaged Bobby and told him that, hey, you know, I can. I can come run a camera and uh, I'm hunting every day. So I have the flexibility to kind of do whatever. And um, that's kind of how it started. That's amazing. So, so I really, you know, that was, that was 10 minutes of, of uh, SK telling us, you know, how this comes full circle. And that was what I was leading into when I said that this, this community of, of duck hunters is, it really is small. And, and I know, Eric, you and Bobby, um, you guys um, being part of that, the business side of it, I know you guys, it's even smaller for you guys, right? Because you know, you know the, the movers and shakers in the world, right? But, you know, Dave, for you to be able, you know, uh, one day you're, you're learning from them through youtube videos to the next day you're living in the same state which is you know uh a coincidence and then now you're you're replying and saying that you could yeah i'll, I'll come run your camera like that it's it's pretty cool to see that it all comes full circle um and and now i'm assuming that you've graduated that you put the camera down so bobby i'll throw my hat in buddy if you need a if you need a camera guy I'll come down. I, like I'm a guy. 
I can run <laughs> a camera. <laughs> you know, I, I know, I know Dave's probably in charge of the spec calling now. So um, <laughs> I'm too busy to run a camera now. I'm too busy. <laughs> we get, we gave up filming a while ago. Uh, that is not my thing. Um, no, but Dave is a really level-headed guy. He's got mm-hmm. a giant brain and he, he gets, he gets, uh, we're on the same page as far as hunting. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I knew he was on the page. I scout an incredible amount. Uh, he will ride around in the truck from daylight to dark when he doesn't know me looking for a shoot and not complain at all. That's, uh, not common. No, no, you're, yeah. you're absolutely right. It's, it's not common. And it's, it's something that, um, fellas don't put enough effort into, right? But then, you know. what you like to do. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll scout for three days for one burner before I shoot crud for three days. So it just kind of depends on, on how you like to do it. But I would bet Eric does very similar because it's just part of the deal. Yeah. So, yeah. But I don't know, Dave. What's your it? Yeah. Man. Uh, I know, a big question. Yeah. Uh, and, and I want to know when it happened. Your it and when it, it happened. Yeah, when you realize that that was it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, I guess let's talk kind of about what it is first. Um, and that, that's, that's, that's not a very simple answer is it no and it it, it, it's a lot to unpack there um i i think that it's very multifaceted and there's not one short answer to it and i think we'd all agree with that Uh, there are a lot of things a lot of things that i enjoy about duck hunting i love the gear i love the birds i love being outside I love the guns. I love the calls. I love the dogs. I love the people I'm with. You know, um, I, lo- I love the boats and the water. Just everything that goes into a hunt, I really enjoy. I love scouting. Uh, some of my best times is I enjoy when it's me and Bob and, you know, and one of the trucks and we're just driving around all day long looking for birds. We have some great conversations. It's just, a, it, it's a lot of fun. But it, all of that, Right. All that is for the goal of, of having success. And I think we even can define success differently. I, I know I know my success has changed a lot from the time I started to where I am now. So my ultimate end goal does look different. When I started out, I knew nothing about duck hunting. It was just about can I go out there and shoot a bird today? Right. Will I have any sort of a success there? And even within that, there are a lot of days I, I did not. Um, now, I look at success a lot differently. Uh, and I think, you know, Bob and I have had this conversation. Now, it, it's not even, can I go out there and shoot my birds today? It's, hey, can a group of five or six of us go out there, shoot our ducks, shoot our darkies, shoot our specs? You know, not just me, but can we all do that? Um, so, I mean, that is the end goal of what we're trying to do, right? 
And now that doesn't happen every day, obviously. It, it, it can be very few and far between it. So that's 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 kind of why I wanted you on, Dave. Because you've got uh, a shorter time span than I do. Because yeah, I'm 40, I'm 44 this year, so I've been doing this since I was 18. So, and I grew up with guys that did this really well. Uh, so I've got a different take on it uh, than what your experience is with it. Um, just because of time, I'm more jaded than you're going to be on some of this stuff. Because no matter how wonderful it is what you're doing, the more repetition you get, you know, the more you dull to it, right? Uh, so that's why I was thinking your take on what the success is would be different than my take on it. Even though we're on the same page now, you've got to in a different way than I did. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, and, and some of it, it's a lot different. Um, now that I'm a, a part of a, a group of guys, right? Like that has dramatically changed um, what I would now view as a successful hunter, not even. Uh, when it was just like, when it was just me and I was hunting solo all the time, when I, if I, if I shot my five mallards, that was success, right? And now that I'm with this really great group of guys, it looks a lot different. It's just not about, can I shoot my five five mallards just can we all do that so you look at the scouting differently just you look at everything uh, a lot differently but that's just that's just the evolution that you go through as a hunter right and that's not to discount everything else right because that doesn't happen every day you can still enjoy the gear you can still enjoy the calls you can still enjoy being outside you can still enjoy being with your friends right like if, if if you don't have those things as well then those days you have just those bad hunts you know, it, it, then you just sit there and say, well, it was a terrible day. No, it wasn't a terrible day. You still had all those other awesome things you got to do. It's just you didn't have what you were after at that moment. But that's the great thing about duck hunting, right? You start at ground zero the next day. It starts over. You know, yeah. there's, no, there's no tagging out, right? There's no, well, I tagged out. I guess I'm yeah. done for the season. No. Like you, get, like, you get to restart it every day, which can be exciting and humbling, right? Because maybe you had an awesome day, and the next day it just doesn't go right. But, you know, the reverse is true to that as well. So that's... Eric, um, you know, as an outsider now, so so Dave and Bobby are, are part of a group, right? And and they've they've sort of, you know, come together, and, and they're, they're both... Um, they're both on the same page, right? So now as an outsider for you, and, and remember when we first started talking about this, Bobby, like we talked about this idea of this show as though it was something that was needed, right? And Eric, and I've heard you say it, like this show is something that's needed and we need to get this message out here of the positive stuff about, about duck hunting and waterfowling and, and, and the culture, uh, yeah. And all those good things that that Dave's talking about. So as an outsider, Eric, and you're listening now, and you've been doing it for a long time, just like Bobby. Now you're listening to Dave. Like, how does that make you feel when when you when me, you and Bobby are talking about this the first time and you're like, this needs to happen? 
Sorry, boys. That's the Toronto Maple Leafs just scored a just scored a goal. So, uh, <laughs> so that's uh, so, so hey. So a quick sidebar. So Bud Light up here in Canada, they so you can buy these. It's these flashing lights, and you can you can sync it to your phone. So when your favorite team is playing, when they score a goal, this thing goes off and I'll let you know. Oh, so, anyways, wow. yeah. Perfect. So hopefully that thing goes off a ton more times while we're while we're on the show here tonight yeah. so sorry sidebar um so yeah so so eric now how does that make you feel to be able to hear somebody like dave be able to say the things that he's saying right now yeah well it's what's cool about it is that dave's story is probably um way more prominent than bobby and i's story right um so his 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 story on how he got here and, and where he is or whatever, uh, that's really the, that's the story we wanted to hear. We wanted to celebrate those stories too. We want people to, um, you know, know that, that people started that way and, and, and had different journeys to get there. Um, Dave did not apparently win a spec calling contest at like age 13 or 14. And, and that's how, you know, but for a lot of us, you know, we, we found our groups or we found people through sort of those events or whatever. And, and Dave did not, he found his through, you know, he was pond jumping like the, um, you know, like a lot of people. And he, he, you know, he wanted to do better. He wanted to, he liked it. And he wanted to do other facets of it. And he just, took, I think, what is probably a very similar route. Uh, when we talk about the waterfowl community being so small, right, the, the small group is probably Bobby and I. The, the larger portion is, is Dave and people like that that take different journeys to get there. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, I, I yeah, I mean, uh, I like everything about it. I, I like the fact that, uh, you know, grinded on public ground you know for all that time and he's probably seen uh <laughs> seen or heard a thing or two about calling and dogs and all kinds of stuff you know um that's that's important too he's he, he's seen all kinds of probably spectrums of it right um yeah. so i think that's uh i think that's cool i just i just think that that's a story that that we need to hear as many times as possible and Absolutely. i think people who listen to podcasts need to listen to those stories. And I think those stories are the ones that resonate with people probably more so than, than Bobby and I's, you know, I, I mean, yeah, it's probably, don't you, don't you think Bobby that that's way more relatable um, to, a, to a lot of people? Oh yeah. Uh, especially now than compared to 30 years ago. Yeah. Like I said, I'm 44. I had, I had five uncles that all hunted. They didn't all hunt waterfowl. Like my dad was a quail guy. I had two uncles that hunted waterfowl. The other two fished a lot. So I grew up in a family that did that stuff. Yeah. But man, most of the people that I talk to that are under 35, they don't grow up like that. No. no. At all. Yeah. I like a lot of times they're the first one in the family that started hunting. Yeah. 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 I, I, you know, I, Believe it or not, we, you know, where we live, right, we think of it now as this awesome waterfowl tradition, rich kind of, but I don't know oh. that I'm, a, I, I wouldn't have thought of that when I was 18 or 19, so I'm, I'm a 75, you're a, you're a 76, 76. 
you know, yeah, 77. Yeah. And absolutely. The first start was a trip to uh, maybe like Hiawatha, right. For, uh, you know, yep. it was all, it was upland. It was, yep. that's how we, you know, that's how we were raised. Right. Um, when I was 18, I wanted to go anywhere, but Kansas to shoot something. Yeah. 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 To, to me, the, the most tra- like traditional I thought of was Uric. You're in Missouri. Yep. If you had a place on South Grand, that was like, whoa, hell, yep. you know, you're you're a big duck hunter. Um, I, you know, I didn't know, but um, it's, yeah, it's strange that like, you know, we we really don't have as much tradition, I, I you know, as as other people. Not even close to like the coast or California, believe it or not. I mean, that oh, yeah. is so rich in you know in yeah. tradition. I got, uh, so I, I, got I got one to throw out for you is that we're seeing here in Canada. So when you're talking about how, you know, w- what we think is the traditional way of being brought up into. So what we're seeing, we see our Ducks Unlimited and our Delta Waterfowl chapters doing a lot of youth hunts, which I know they do down in the States too, right? Yeah. Um, but the thing we're seeing a ton of right now is single moms, single yeah. moms with their kids because their kids want to hunt and the moms will come out and support their, their sons and daughters on that, on that first youth hunt and the single moms taken up, um, taken up waterfowl hunting as, as, as a means to be able to bond with their children more. So, so that, I have, that, um, I have quite a few in calling classes over the summer now. Really? Yep. That's awesome. Yeah. Teach, teach your kid to, what do they say teach your kid to hunt you don't have to hunt for your kid yeah <laughs> well but yeah, or, uh, and then the other one was teach your kid to be a duck hunter and he'll never have any money to buy dope so that's right that's <laughs> <true. laughs> <laughs> no i tell you my my real point with this like dave's story eric's story my story uh with all this i know that because I do this for a living. I don't, I don't know. I, Eric kind of really does this for a living because you kind of have two jobs. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to speak for you, but I mean, I've known you for a while. No. But I don't particularly care for the messaging. Let me back up. I don't like to, to be ashamed of saying I want to go kill my ducks or anybody because it seems like when you're on social and somebody talks about killing a duck or a goose, they go the opposite way and tell them how much they should just enjoy the sunshine and being out. And yeah, if that's your it, I think that's fantastic. But man, just like, that's why I wanted Dave on here. You know, when you first start, it's hard to kill a duck. It may not seem hard after you've done this in a while. So telling that person that what they're trying to do and learn is not important is a weird message to send out to me. Because, I mean, that's really what you're trying to figure out for the first few years of doing this. So uh, I wanted to go on and explain to people, no, I go out here, we hunt about every day. Uh, Not now because it's 75 degrees this year. Uh, uh, But I try to kill my bird every single day. I try to be as good at this as I can possibly be. Like, that's my goal. I want to be as good as I can possibly be at this. Um, and like me, Dave, our group, we don't guide. We treat a hunt like we are guiding, though. Like, we want it done that well. 
uh, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. And I think people that are newer to this need to hear that, like, that's fine if you want to be as good as you can be at this. But like Dave said, everything that goes along with it is fantastic. And that's all part of it. But we're still hunting ducks. Yeah. Yeah. Bobby, so, I wanted to ask you this. Um, and and I know you're a pretty humble guy, so I, I'm really hoping that, that I'll, I'll get you out of your comfort zone here by asking you this question. How does it way more times tonight than I'm comfortable with? <laughs> <laughs> so how does it make you feel though? You know, when you're when you say, you know, you're trying to to, to create this this culture, this atmosphere, this um way of thinking and then to know that you now have a really good buddy a hunting partner that what was it 19 years ago Dave that that you would have started listening is that what you said 19 years ago when uh, about no uh, his, his his videos came out about nine years ago his calling one did 19 okay. years ago and I was ugh, it, it was probably Dave's a young buck yeah, it, it was probably five five years ago when I started okay. watching. Okay, so, so five years he ago. 30, He's 30. What? He's 32. 32. Yeah. So how does that make you feel, though, Bobby, to know that, you know, your call, your instruction videos has has taken someone that was living in Texas to the fact that then he moved to Kansas, then he answered on a on an instagram request that you had put out to now he's sitting in the truck with you all day long scouting like that's got to be pretty it's got to be a pretty amazing feeling i'll i'll back this up and and not include dave in this one so one of the coolest things about my job and i i'm trying not to talk about any call related stuff in here uh but if i can teach somebody i don't care if it's a kid or a kid and his dad or whoever uh how to call and i can help them a little bit during class with maybe how to set a decoy or maybe even how to scout a piece of public ground because most of the stuff in kansas and missouri i've hunted at some point in time so if i can help them a little bit and then they message me or they come back the next year and say oh my god we had the best season we've ever had now that could mean they shot three ducks the year before and they shot 20 ducks the next year doesn't matter yeah. we're just going for improvement right mm -hmm. dude I helped a duck hunter be more successful. So it's pretty cool to make a duck hunter. Yeah. To throw one in the, because you know, if he grabs something that he really enjoys, he's probably doing this for the rest of his life. Now he may go in and out of it because a lot of guys do, they get married, have kids, but he's, he's in the license pool forever. It, it is mm -hmm. a really cool thing. That's why, that's why calling clinics are free. It's, it's not part I yeah, the uh dude, I got a ton of teenagers uh that have learned to call and look at ducks. Now you can't teach somebody how to call a duck, you just teach somebody how to blow a duck call. But just it's it's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. So Dave, one of the cool things of what I do. Dave, so now so again, um you are the youngest person on this panel tonight and, and you are <laughs> by far. By <laughs> by, far. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, um, you know, so you, you had, 
you know, like I, we've talked about, you didn't come from a traditional hunting family and all that stuff. And you really, you took this on your own, right? So what are you, and, and the goal of this show is to be positive and, and not knock people down and, and not, yeah. you, you know what I mean? But like, sure. what is your view? Like, how do you view that this waterfowling community right now as somebody that's, you know, you're 32 years old, you're still um, young and hip at that's. Uh, at <laughs> yeah, not. Yeah, we don't use that word anymore. <laughs> oh, I think I dated myself again. You, you did. You did. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's awesome. No, but seriously, like what? what's your thoughts? Like you, you see it. Um, you see a different side of it than, than what the three of us do. So what's your thoughts? Man, this is uh, trying to say positive. Yeah, you got to stay positive. A little bit nice around here. You know, uh, so when I was first getting into duck hunting, it, it, it seemed very intimidating, right? Mm-hmm. And um, I just told myself, hey, if you keep going and keep just going forward with it and meeting people, like you'll eventually find people to help you, right? And I did. And a lot of the people I've come into contact with, whether it's at a boat ramp at two in the morning on some public marsh or, you know, anywhere have, have, have met a lot of really awesome people that have been very willing to help. Mm-hmm. Um, I have seen, you know, I have seen Bobby just give out all his information, right? To someone new, just like, you know, it, it, it takes years, years, to get good at running a duck call, right? And he's just like, here, here for free. Let me yeah. teach you for free, right? And not, 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 you know, not everyone does that. So there are definitely uh, some great people out there willing to help and teach you. Um, so I think overall, the waterfowl hunt community is, is a great one. Um, now, social media, right, is... Uh, I do think that we, you see, right? Wouldn't you, would you agree with that? Sorry, you were uh, cut off there, buddy. I apologize. No, no, you're good, man. Uh, yeah, so with social media, though, I, I think you see the extremes of both. Yeah. And so, you know, I see some really good ones, and I see some that I look at and I kind of just, I don't know if this is the image we want to be putting forward for ourselves either. Um, There is nothing wrong with having a pile of ducks at all. I, we strive for that every day. You know, you you take the ducks out of the equation. uh, I guess I'm not going to duck anymore. Right. Mm -hmm. That's, that's why we're out there. Uh, So there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, But I do think we can go about it in a respectful way that puts a, a good image out that, um, we could be proud of too. It's like if you ever see these big game hunters right out west, before they take a picture, you'll, you know, you hear about them kind of cleaning the deer up a little bit, right? Like, yep. It doesn't have to be all blood and guts hanging out. Like, yep. That's probably not the po- the picture we should post on, you know, uh, social yep. media. I, I don't need to see you cracking a duck skull on your teeth. Don't need to see it, you know? Uh, so, I don't know if that yeah. really answers. No, the question it, it does. And I think, and I think, both, right. 
Yeah. And, and that's awesome. And, and I think, and, and I don't want to talk for Eric and, and Bobby and, and you guys chime in here, but I think that's the goal of this show, right? Is, is that is to bring the positive and the great things to the forefront and stop, stop focusing and giving attention to the bad or the negative, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I think, yeah. I, I think one thing he said, uh, I think what's funny when you meet somebody, uh, you know, on a boat ramp or whatever, 2 a.m., things like that, it's, isn't it crazy that uh, you still fight when, when you treat people the way you want to be treated, right? I mean, that doesn't, that, that goes beyond duck hunting, that goes in life, that mm-hmm. goes with everything. And if mm-hmm. you treat people the way you want to be treated, you still find that, you know, that this waterfowl culture overall, the people that are doing it, if you treat people the way you want to be treated, you can find really amazing people. You know, I, I say it, I say it, uh, after every, I say it in every post that I make on social media, I say it on every show show, um, surround yourself with good people. And that was something that my dad always, but that my dad always forced onto us. It, yeah. Listen, if you're hanging around with good people, good things will happen to you. And, and, and that's something I've carried on for all my life. So, um, there are two, you know, there's, there's been two times in my life that I've met the, you know, well, whatever you want to consider them, your best friends or your, you know, the, your, your circle or whatever. Yeah. And one was sports as a, you know, as a kid that I continued on. And then, uh, you know, I did, I wasn't a frat guy or anything like that. So I didn't have that. So one was sports with baseball and the other has been waterfowl. I have mm-hmm. met my best friends that, uh, that, that I will have forever through, through waterfowl, you know, I mean, that's the, uh, I know people know, find it in different ways. Right. But, uh, yeah. you know, uh, my realtor who I've known for 20 years is from waterfowl. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't duck hunted with him for probably 18 years, but I talk to him still all the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. His grandkids and my kids hang out together. Yeah. Hey, uh, you've got a little different take on this than I do because you've built a duck hunter because you've got your son. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So you yeah. have a different take on what we talked about before than what I did. I haven't got to do that yet. I have a, I have a 10 year old that is starting, so I haven't actually accomplished this. Yeah. yeah. And, and uh, you talk about the speed bumps and challenges along the way, uh, you, you know, with what Dave said with social media and that type of thing. Um, it, it's tough. You, as much as you want them to find their own way, um, I think I have to guide him way more than I, than I thought I was going to, if that makes sense. Uh, I'm not sure that I could just, that I could have just, you know, turned him, turned him over and turned him loose. And, uh, you know, I, I think I had to, you know, coexist and I had to probably have a lot more conversations than I thought I was going to have to. Right. He, so I contemplate a couple things. One, I'm really glad social media wasn't around when I was 18. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, probably yeah. for the better. So, man, they got a hard role on that. They really do. Yeah. Uh, not just in waterfowl, just in general. Buddy, I have a but, 15-year-old daughter. You don't even uh, know. I know uh, 13, but we're not big into social. So yeah. I haven't had to deal with this much yet. Yeah, it's... Um, the, the social body too, you know, you and I were talking the other day about um, 
we use the term interaction, right? That's the big, yeah. that's the big Instagram uh, term yeah. interaction. The, you know, TikTok is, is ruining so much of that, that, that interaction. You can't have a, you, you can't keep some, you can't keep their attention. If, it, no. if it's longer TikTok's than 15 or 20 ending. seconds, it's really hard to, you know, yeah. to keep their attention. So. Well then, so with that, so, and, and trying to, you know, so that we don't go down this big rabbit hole here. So with that, you know, I think that this is exactly what this show is. And, and, you know, Bobby, you and Eric and David, and even you, because you grew up, uh, I don't want to say you grew up, but you know, you, you have more experience with YouTube and social media uh, in your teenage and your young twenties than what I did. Right. Because it didn't exist. So a show like this here, like the foul discussion, this here, this idea, I, I don't know if this is happening anywhere else. I think we are the only ones that are purposely pushing this, this um, mantra out into the world. Right. And I, and I think it's, it's important to see because I remember Eric, you and Bobby very, very upfront and to the point the first time that we talked about this, that this was not to be a, uh, a, a chance for you to plug your products. It, it wasn't, it wasn't something for you to sponsor or, or to get your name out there for your businesses or anything like that. This, the whole goal was to be positive and push nothing but good thoughts out into the world. Right. So I don't know if there's another show like this that's out there. And, and I could be wrong, like, and feel free to tell me if there is another show, because I'd love to listen to it. Um, but I think this is where it starts. Like somebody's got to make that first step. Right. And, and I, and I applaud you guys because you guys took and made the first step that you said, listen, enough is enough. We, there's a lot of good that's happening in the waterfowling community, a ton of good. And we do not need to focus on the negative. There's a lot of stuff that we can focus on that doesn't have to be negative. Well, what social is amazing about is one, there's so much information for somebody that wants to get into waterfowling. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now, I don't know how you sort through all that information, uh, but the, it is there. And like Dave said, it's a hard thing to get into. It's federally protected birds, so there's a lot of rules, and if you mess up, they're severe. So it is intimidating. Uh, and it's not like a squirrel hunt where if there's trees, there's squirrels. This is a particular <laughs> animal. They're hard to hunt, and it's expensive. So social is great if you need to gain information on how to do this. Um, so that is a super good part of it. But, like, what I really – like, if I could ask uh, – and I, I go back and forth on this because my business, man, I don't know how you have a waterfowl business right now and not be on social media. I don't think you can do it. Um, I, I don't know where else you'd advertise right now. Uh, TV's kind of dead. Uh, magazines, I don't know. I guess people still read magazines. Um, but if I didn't do this for a living, I'm not sure I would be on social media. Uh, I'm not sure I'd have a cell phone, to be honest with you. Uh, if, if I didn't have to have one, I'd probably have a landline. Uh, but I know I'm a little different. But like what I'd really ask is like, 
what do you get out of it? Like what, what does an 18 or a new hunter or 20, like what do they really get out of it? Uh, I'm not sure. So that would be a question I'd love to know. Like, what are you getting out of participating? Because, like, I'll be honest, I am a member of no pages on social media. I do my own thing. I reply to comments, and then other than that, I don't do anything. Uh, But I know everybody is on all these pages, and I don't really know what it's for. Now, that doesn't mean I want everybody off social media, because obviously uh, my business is on there. But that's it's a curious thing to me is what 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 do you get? I think you got to look at it. So I can tell you that we are seeing a, I I don't want to say a huge increase, but we're seeing an increase in numbers. So I call these people hippies, Um, but I'm sure there's a, another word for, I call them hippies, but um, we're seeing an increase in, in these young people that are taken up hunting waterfowl big game whatever for the simple reason that they know where their food is coming from so oh yes do you know what i mean directly attribute that to like meat eater does an amazing job yeah donnie does vincent does an amazing job big time telling stories so i think they have and those dudes have a big platform and i'm sure i'm missing one i don't know who all these guys are do do you follow these big game guys eric uh, no, same as you. I mean, some of them, but yeah, you know, yeah. I'll, I'll tell you guys a um, kind of a cool perspective is because I have, you know, because I have one, and so you guys are wondering, like, you know, what what's on social. He will he will bring me what what he's seen, right? And so I'm and I'm always like super interested, like, oh, you know, what's this, you know? And it is the uh, uh, it's it's big spans. It's like, um, you know, chatter in the you know, chatter in the woods to be like, Hey, did you see Rusty Creasy, you know, right. the other day, did you see this? Did you, you know, and I'm always interested in him telling me that. Cause I, then I want to, then I want to see it like, okay, well, what's getting his, you know, what's getting yeah. his going. Right. Yeah. Um, I wasn't, you know, I wasn't thrilled. He, he showed me one today that had, I actually sent it to Bobby. I, I had more people and I even know what to do with I mean, there was, yeah, it was like, I, I mean, it, yeah, it was, you know, uh, but there was, there was a famous person I found out, Bobby. Oh, there so, was? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I didn't yeah. know, I didn't know either. And so, so, you know, he brought me that and I was like, yeah, I was like, you know, um, but there was a famous guy that was in the 30 and, and, and that's right. Thing was, but so it's, it's, uh, it's it's some of the same stuff. Like I, I can tell you that like a couple of things that he's brought me, um, I'd be like, yeah, that 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 was actually pretty cool. You know, it, right. it, it's a big snow goose spin from you know from old Tony stuff or something like that. Like right. the same stuff that he's bringing me, I'm like, yeah, that kind of gets that gets my blood going a little bit too, right? Um, but yeah, there'll, there'll be times that he brings me something that I don't agree with that I don't. Uh, right. <laughs> you know, find that interesting or whatever, but but to your point, the stuff is out there. So that that's that's a positive about social. There is some stuff out there. You have to filter through mm-hmm. a bunch of crap sometimes or whatever. But um, there there is some stuff out there that's super positive. Um, and it's one thing is is and Dave, you might be able to answer this. I know that you you 
if you hunted with Bobby, then you've seen, uh, you know, a ton of stuff, but Bobby is not a, um, you know, a, a snow goose chaser per se. He'll, he'll kill him if he, you know, if he can, but you may not have seen that yet. You know, that you may yeah. be in a, you know, <laughs> a span and that might be your it then you might find that or something like that. But that's another thing that social brings, um, you know, uh, one thing I wish that C-Duck hunting, Jeff, back to Jeff Coates or whatever, you know, I see some of that stuff and I'm like, man, I, I, that's the only way I think that I'm going to be able to see it. Unless, you know, unless the three of us ever get up there and <laughs> do yeah. it and say we're going to do it. That might be the only time I get to see it. I don't, you know, I don't know. Um, you, you know, so some of that stuff is, is, is cool. It's still on social and it's, it's, it's just harder to find. But, um, if, if people talk about it and people, we have stories about it. We bring people on and, and those people have stories and those people talk about their it. And uh, it's, it's different than all of ours. Then that's cool. That's what I want to hear. Um, Dave, you, squeaked, you squeaked out of your it. Yeah, that's So that's what I'm doing. I was just getting ready to go back to this. So I'm wondering if Dave is on his journey to his it. So remember the very first night that I had said, I don't know what my it is or not the first night, but when we had talked and and I had figured it out after, but, and that's what I was going to go back to Dave because Dave gave us like the smorgasbord of it's right. Like, like he gave us, like he gave us every it that there's possible to have. And he never narrowed one down. And, and that's great. That's fine. Because maybe you haven't, like you're saying, Eric, maybe he hasn't realized exactly what it is. I thought it was uh, specs. I thought it was specs. <laughs> 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 that's, that's my hit. That's your hit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. No, but seriously, so seriously, like if, if you're on your journey, so so let's just say for arguments. Okay, go ahead. Sorry, I, I cut you off. I was going to say, I think it has changed several times in the last oh. nine years since hunting, right? Of it course. went from, can I shoot a duck when I go out? To, hey, can I put myself in a position to shoot a limit on public land? And then it became, okay, I've started mastering my public land. Now, can I go to another state? and find ducks put myself in position to have success in another state okay i can do that okay now can now i'm in the group now can i help my group find success for for everyone in that group um so it has it has changed and i think it will continue to change um so i i don't know if i have one solid answer like maybe this is my it now i i think my it's now is is uh finding that big, just those multiple, you know, ducks, geese, specs for the whole group, right? So, and- so Dave, I, I want to jump in because those, and and I'm not, trust me, I'm not, I'm not trying to tell you what, what to say or do, but those sound, to me, sound like goals, right? Because you're if- Exactly. Those, yeah. I, I am driven to, to duck hunt for goals, right? Oh. Like that is- I mean, that is my it, maybe. Yeah. I am very goal-driven. Once I achieve one goal, I'm looking for the next goal. Okay. Yeah. There you go. Waterfowl hunting. So, Um, 
when when like, Dave and I first started hanging around, he came out and he ran the camera a few hunts and Dave's just one of those guys. You just love Dave right after you hang out with Dave. Uh, there's there's like three other guys that we hunt with regularly. I didn't leave anybody out there, Dave. No. Just three. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, everybody By loves the way, Dave. this must this must have meant that Dave wasn't very good on the camera because Dave's not on the camera. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> it's not exactly. good. <laughs> but I was a so, guy that was available. Well, so every once in a while, I get the spur that I came. We're going to make a film, and then I get into this, and I just have a hard time not hunting. Uh, and the group of dudes that I hang out with are killers, and that camera will not mess up their day. Uh, <laughs> love them to death, and they'll do anything for me, but the camera's not messing up their day. Uh, so anyway, Dave come out and I just we're not really filming anything else so we didn't want Dave to just leave so yeah come back time Dave and one of the one of the first talks we had because I've done all the steps Dave has done as far as like I used to just hunt public I used to want to kill my birds on public and then me and a buddy were going to kill our birds on public and Eric and I have talked enough he's done the same thing Mm -hmm. uh but then I kind of explained to him, so like the game now is, because there's always a game inside of this thing. That's what keeps everything going is it's a goal. There's always a goal. And like I said, I try to get better at this every year. Like I want to be as good as I can possibly be. Um, but one of the first conversations we had was, so that's the games I have played. And now I'm on to this game. And this game is we, we hunt with a group and we try to fill the group up every day with our birds, which is a completely different game. 30 is a way different game than 10. Uh, not that there's anything wrong with 10. Some guys really like the 10, and I have absolutely lived and died by the 10 or the 8 if you're in Missouri. You're 8 mallards or you're 10 mallards and you're pinned on the state. But I was like, this is the game I play now. Uh, but the game is not specifically set out like if you're going to shoot a five-man of mallards and your honkers. It's not really for the quantity as much as it is. It's a different scout. It's a different decoy spread. Uh, it's, it's a more intensive amount of time to find that over and over and over. So you're, you're interacting with the waterfowl heavier. So I would look at this as the same as, I'm not a deer hunter, but I would look at this as the same as we wanted to shoot a doe and then we wanted to shoot something that had a few points and now we're hunting a trophy. It's more scout time. We got to learn the deer more. Everything is more intense. So the game ramps up. So when Dave and I first started hanging out, I'm like, well, this is our game. And then one of the first things he, after we hung out, he's like, this is a much harder game. And I'm like, oh, this is a way harder game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Especially, you know, when you find the spin, there's more eyeballs. The hide has to be better. Yeah. Uh, we hunt a lot of ponds. The wind's got to be right for the pond. It doesn't matter how many are on the pond. So everything changes once you go for a little more quantity. Now, I'm not a big nine and ten man guy. That's that's not my thing. Uh, that's that's kind of a new thing everybody's doing. But uh, but the game changes, and that's that's kind of where I think Dave like that became one of his new goals. Is like, yeah, I do like participating in this more intensive game on waterfowl. Yeah, because it, it it is more challenging, right? It, oh yeah, it's a whole different level to it. Um, 
it is all about the scout and is, you know, and okay, maybe we have a pond. Yeah. It has a bunch of birds on it, but not the right wind to set for, for five guys or something like that. So it, it's just, it is a lot more challenging, but with that challenge, I like it because now I get to sit around all day long and think about how am I going to, you know, start accomplishing and uh, um, those goals, right? How am I going to overcome that challenge? So it's, it's I, I guess, been all my time just thinking about that. Well, there's even a game inside of that because, you know, if you've got – and now, let me back. I am not down in the guy that hunts for his five or his – him and his buddies five at all. Like when I did that game – there's another challenge inside of that. Like everything's got to be at 10 yards uh, when we're just going to shoot our birds. So there's all kinds of ways to make this challenging. This is just where I've gone to, but you know, like when you've got five layout blinds, now you got to not only get them in, now they got to be in front of everybody. So everything turns into more, it's just more intensive, which I love. But like I said, I know that that got Dave pretty excited when we, started doing that because it was something way different than what he was doing. Fellas, we we're getting close to that 60 minute mark now. And, and Bobby, I want to go back to something that you had said at the beginning of the show. And that was that you had hoped that we had, uh, that we had dove deeper into it. And I'm wondering if, if we got into the deeper that you were hoping for on this episode. I think we did. I'd like yeah. to hear oh, what I just said. What's Eric's thoughts on that? Because I got a feeling you do pretty similar. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, um, inside that inside that game are or is our it moments, right? I mean, I think that's 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 what we're talking about diving diving deeper, right? Um, uh, you know, I explained my it as being as up close and personal to you know the largest wad that I, that, that I can get under. Well, you, you can't do that without all of the things that Dave and Bobby just talked about mm-hmm. all of the games and, and playing all of those games. And um, that could very well mean scout for, for two or three days. Um, I'm packed behind me and I'm getting ready to leave with stall. And um, yeah, there's, I, I mean, all that, we'll be doing for probably the first two days when we arrive is scouting that that is what we'll we'll do and we'll try to achieve you know uh, you know a goal per se but inside that goal are those those it moments right i mean that's that's why mm-hmm. i'm doing it I'm selfishly i want to freaking i i want, want i want my it moment i want to keep yeah. getting my it moment over yeah, and over and over. yeah but, your it your it moment releases those endor we're about to get scientific here. Oh, but yeah, but it's yeah. releasing those endorphins. That's what gets you excited. That's what gets you excited to get to get up at old dark stupid and and do this again, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, and the uh, the spread, like you know, like Bobby said, that that was a great point. Like everything about it is you know gets different, right? I mean. Um, I mean, Bobby, if we hunt a pond around here in, in after mallard season and we're just chasing honkers, that, that's, that spread just looks so much different, right? And let's be honest, we don't probably put as much effort into those as, you know, as we would something else. And, and that, those are fine. And those are, 
those are still, you know, a lot of fun, but you want your it moment. It's, it's going to take some work. It's going to take some time. Um, it could be, you know, a game inside a game, but uh, that, you know, if, if you want it, you got to put some work into it. And, and Dave is, uh, you know, perfect example. He's, he's gone from, you know, different it's and different moments. And, you know, he's, I, I believe even listening to him, I think he's kind of still on his journey. I'll just be honest. That's what, that's what I think. Uh, but I love that he's, you know, I like that he's recognized that, okay, this was cool. Ooh, you know, what would be cooler. Yeah. <laughs> you know, be a cooler game. This would be a cooler game. That, oh shit. You know, that, what'd be a really cool game. That's where I'm at right now. I'm wondering what he's going to come up with in a year, right? Like I'm wondering like this time next year, what's going, what's his goal going to be? Yeah. I hope, I hope he gets in my DMs and says, Hey, let's go kill little geese. I want to see this shit. I I, I want to be down for that. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, so that's cool. That's, that's, uh, that's a cool story. I, I, I like that. But yeah, I, this, is, this is completely off subject, but one of the most, I think, the, my, I don't know how this guy did this. I ran into this guy one time in Southeast Kansas and his it was shooting bands. Yeah. But, yeah. but this is where this gets crazy. This guy would scout a field for seven or eight days. If as long as the feed would stay, he would have the band numbers written down Wow. And have particularities on the birds, and he would try to shoot those bands. That's amazing. Wow. Yeah. I mean, and he would sit for two or three days without pulling a trigger if it wasn't that exact thing he wanted on that ooh, band. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Yes. Yeah. They That's next level up, right there. I mean, dude, he was obsessed with it. But I was like, yeah. man, you, you, I couldn't do it. No, if they, if they got no, it was they, his thing, no. and I mean, he did for what he was doing, he did well at it, but that is where he found. And he would call in and say, Hey, all these bands are here, you know, they're not taken, but this is what I'm seeing, yeah, and give them all kinds of information. But That's he would amazing. have particular ones he wanted, and he would hunt that flock and try to get those. Wow. That's an that's next level yeah. dedication right yeah. there. Oh my god! I, I you know I will tell you something um, that that Dave probably on his you know on his journey because I know that Bobby and I can probably you know uh, you know whatever's running in 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 our blood and veins now I can still drop down like I can still very much get a phone call tomorrow and it, you know from a really good friend that says you know, come do this. And it's kind of out of that realm. And I know that my it moment's not in it. Like, oh, it's, yeah. like, it's not, it's not going to be there. It's going to be a buddy's club and he wants to hunt with his dad, and, you know? And I'm like, I can still reverse. I can still drop down and um, all, all that, you know, all that same stuff. I still have a really good time, but uh, it does. It will be interesting to see if, if Dave, you know, can go back like Dave. Could you could you jump a pond tomorrow if I asked you to? Uh, <laughs> I mean, listen, I, I'm all about He's opportunity. Good. So I mean, I, I would, but I don't. I, I I know I wouldn't enjoy enjoy it as much I as I. Talking into setting decoys. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But but you it it is interesting because you can uh -huh. um and I think Bobby we could roll out names. We've known some people that probably um you know couldn't roll it back. They couldn't find their happiness, they couldn't find little yeah. moments in in little things and uh they pushed limits, right? They crossed yeah. crossed lines, gray areas, you know, that type of thing. Uh, that that's important too. That that might be something we could, you know, we could talk about or something, Damien. But uh, I, yeah, that does that does interest me because um, it, it, you you know, it's not that not that Bobby and I by any means have reached some you know pinnacle or whatever, but it right. is you know when do you when do you stop, right? Um, like right. could Bob. Bobby, could you be in a new game in a year or two from now? And could you go, you know, could you go back? Could you hunt public land tomorrow for your five ducks, Bobby? Tomorrow by yourself? I do a little bit, but it's not the same game. Yeah. And man, there's a whole can of worms because I know you'll you'll get a you'll get a certain group of guy that says it's more challenging, and you'll get a certain, but it all just depends on what you're doing. Uh, yeah. And the, now there are certain public stuff that man it's you can't get much better but it depends on the conditions yeah yeah so but yeah, the real message i mean is is enjoying that all the way absolutely and not not criticizing any of it absolutely yeah. and that's the thing right like we're not here to to say listen if you if whatever it is it is like if it if it's sitting and watching a field for three days to get that one band that you want, then, Hey, you know what, buddy? Good for you. Cause you got yeah, way more patience, good. way more patience than what I yeah. do. Um, yeah. But, and if, and, and go back to what you said at the beginning of the show, Bobby, if it, if it is the sunset, good for you that, yep. listen, I am not yeah, how easier. Wouldn't it? Yeah. No, but, like I'm not here and I know the three of you are not here to chastise anybody for what there it is. It, the goal here is to help people just think about it. What is it that gets your blood pumping that makes you want to do this? Like, and, and everybody is different and it's okay to be different. It's okay to have, your it be something that is just what what I would think is ridiculous. That's it's it's fine. Look, but you look at Dave. Like Dave is a goal orientated person, so his it is evolving constantly. It's yeah. constantly evolving. So who am I to sit back and say, "Well, you're doing it for the wrong reasons." That's that's the same thing as that he could fire back at me and like so really the only thing you care about is watching your dog, you know what I mean? Like it, it's a two way street. So who am I to or who are any of us to 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 tell somebody that their reason for for chasing migration is is wrong? And and that's what we're trying to do here, yeah. but fellas. I do really we do really need to to sum this up. Because I do not want the, the fellas and, and ladies that are watching it to go, holy smokes, these guys will just go forever. Because I know we would. Um, we, would. <laughs> we, we really would. Um, 
But I really do like that idea, Eric, that you said on a next on another episode or somewhere down the road that we talk about this, you know, being able to, to go back. I can go back. I, I because my it doesn't really change. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter the environment. It doesn't matter anything um, because I'm, it's all I'm about learning, my dog. I'm, I'm learning to. Yeah, I'm learning to. that's and, and my 18 year old that that's what that's what has pushed me into it. Yeah. So I am, I am learning to, to go back. Um, yeah. I, it, I mean, I can tell you my, it is not gonna, it, you know, it won't change. <laughs> I'm not gonna, I, I'm Dave, not gonna find case, a new it. But, uh, <laughs> Dave, in case you haven't seen, and, and I am just waiting for the opportunity to, to release this to the masses of Eric in this little having an it moment, having an it moment, because actually, when you uh, when you watch this show, Eric, I, I strategically placed you right at the end of the intro because it is so good. Like it is, it is raw emotion, and I love it, and it's awesome. Listen, um, let's do a quick round the table, get some final thoughts in, and and, and do our conclusion and, and sum this up, and and then we'll have something for the next episode. Um, so we'll go, we'll go, Eric. Um, then we'll go, Bobby, and we're gonna get the last word to Dave tonight. Um, and th- and that's how we'll end it right there. So Eric, to you, buddy. Yeah. So first, um, thank you to uh, everybody who who has listened, subscribed, downloaded. Uh, we we we've been tracking the numbers, right, Damian? You have mm-hmm. a little bit, and um, so thank those people first. Big and time. then second, um, God, we we would love to hear stories from those people. We'd like to hear more, you know, it moments or discussions. And then, um, uh, Dave, thank you so much for for coming on. Um, I know you you know probably come on and talk about your 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 spec calling ability and your uh, you know but and and palm jumping and things like that but um that that's that's what we did this for that's what bobby and i talked about was transparency and and honesty and where you know maybe you are still on your journey but that 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 you're enjoying it and you're doing that and and you've taken those steps so thank you for sharing that with us that's exactly what uh, what we wanted so um and then Thanks, Damien, again for the for the platform, Bobby, for the the idea. Hopefully, we can continue this on. Oh yeah, buddy. whatever platform it is. Um, I just think that uh, if we can continue the discussion and the conversation, then we're we're on the right track. Absolutely, one hundred percent, Bobby. Uh, just like Eric said, let us know what you think. Uh, even if you don't like what one of us said, give us some yeah. feedback on it. And Dave, thank you for doing it. I know this was the first podcast. So you're probably a little nervous. <laughs> I yeah, didn't, I look it. It didn't look it but uh i never try to tell anybody what to do but man you guys might that are listening get some enjoyment out of getting some old books on waterfowl hunting so you can see where we have all come from what our rules and regs are what the whole deal is um the old market hunting books are amazing to read so I would strongly, you can get them off Amazon. They're super fun. And one of the most enjoyable things is where our laws come from because they're all based on that old market hunting days and how involved duck hunting was in just the United States. Not to exclude you, but yeah. (laughs) (laughs) 
I've all never read about Canadian market hunting either. It had to exist. No, it's all good, buddy. It's all good. Yeah. Dave. Yeah, I just want to start off by just saying thank you to uh, you guys for just having me on here. And, you know, even, you know, your desire to even hear about how I came to duck hunting, you know, I've enjoyed the conversation. Um, kind of a little shout out to my dad, but he's always telling me growing up, uh, you should worry about floating your own boat, right? Just roll your own boat. And I feel like that's how we kind of wrap it up tonight. Uh, I think all of our it's are different and, and they should be because none of us are raised the same way in the same house, same beliefs. We all have different perspectives in life. And so the way you approach waterfowl hunting is very personal and for you to be comfortable with that and for you to go out and figure out, you know, what is it that, that keeps you coming back day after day? So it shouldn't look the same. It shouldn't be the same. That's what makes it so much fun, right? And the group I am with Bobby, we all have different little it's about it. And that was makes such a great dynamic group. So just, you know, enjoy being out there and enjoy who you are and, and what you're doing it for. So, but again, thanks guys a lot for having me on. I really enjoyed our conversation tonight. Awesome. Thanks for coming on, buddy. And, and, and you definitely, uh, yeah, Bobby, he's, he's got a big old brain, eh? Like oh, yeah, big giant brain. Awesome. Dave, buddy, thank you so much. <laughs> yeah. Dave, thank you so much for coming on and being so open and, and, and telling us your story. I'm sure everybody that's listening um, can, can resonate with you at, at some point. Um, and, and it's so important to, to show uh, a different side of how somebody got into this, into this lifestyle. Right. Um, Eric, Always awesome to chat with you, buddy. I love it. Um, Bobby, thanks. I'm looking forward to you uh, messaging me and asking me all kinds of hard questions about analytics and, and stuff. And then you teaching me um, social media because apparently I had I no clue on how <laughs> social media worked. And until Bobby starts, hey, we should do this and we should do that. And I'm like, hey, buddy, we're, I'm, I'm in because I have no clue what I'm doing up here. Um, everybody, this was the second episode of a foul discussion. There's many more to come. We're just scratching the surface. Just like Bobby, Dave, and Eric said, listen, if there's something you want to see, if there's something you didn't like, message us. We really do want to hear the feedback. And we will cater and, and move. And, and as, like I said, as long as you're not a douchebag. Everybody, surround yourself with big people. Big love. This was episode two of A Foul Discussion. Until next time.